Hello and welcome to this Grace Baptist Mission Media podcast. You're going to hear Serving Today, a program for pastors and church leaders. If you're involved in discipling others or perhaps you teach the Bible one-to-one or in a small group, Serving Today will be relevant for a wide range of believers. Welcome to Serving Today, the programme for those leading in the Church of Christ. I'm Andrew Cook. It's lovely to be with you once again. The Holy Spirit's work in the believer, the Christian Basic series continues. Over recent programmes in our Christian Basic series, Dr John Hall has helpfully taken us through some of the major points of Bible teaching about the Holy Spirit. You'll recall our purpose in these Christian Basics programmes is to help you to teach new believers and also those whom the Lord may bring to you who have not received much biblical teaching even though they belong to him. In effect, these will lay a good foundation on which the believer can build his or her life for Christ and not be tossed about by false teaching that they may encounter. Now coming to today's topic, the Holy Spirit's work in the believer is truly powerful and gracious as he brings lost men and women and boys and girls to new life in Christ. To use Jesus' own words, we are born again. If you like, he breathed spiritual life into our spiritually dead hearts. And what's so wonderful is that every Christian believer is indwelt by the Holy Spirit. We become his temple. Indeed, we can't be genuine disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ without his presence within us. So here on Serving Today, we're going to conclude this brief look at the Holy Spirit's ministry. Derek French spoke with John Hall for us and he began by asking him if he would explain to us how the Holy Spirit produces his fruit in our lives. Now, we've seen that the Holy Spirit produces faith in Christ. The Holy Spirit produces a changed life. And we've looked at some of that changed life as we've seen the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy and so on. But now let's go on and... uh, look at how we're to develop that changed life, how the Holy Spirit works in us and enables us to develop. We're going to look now at 2 Peter chapter 1, 3 to 11. Now, turn to that passage, listener, and we'll go through it. If you want to excel in these qualities of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, Though they are the Spirit's work, we have a responsibility to make every effort to develop them, says Peter. It says, for instance, in verse 3, His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. You see, we've no excuse. The indwelling Spirit gives everything we need in order to be as God wants us to be. Peter goes on, say that he's given us also great and precious promises that so that through them, through his word, through Christ, through his spirit, you may participate in the divine nature, that you may be holy as God is holy, and so escape the corruption the world causes by evil desires. And he says then, because God has given us all these things, it says in verse 5, and Derek will read this to us, For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness 
brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness love. Yes, Derek, that's a lovely list. Make every effort to add to your faith. And then he gives a long list, which are very similar to the list you find of the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians, aren't they? Goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness and love. And he says if you possess these in increasing measure, you make progress in possessing them, then it will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive. And then Peter says, be eager to make your calling and election sure. For he says, if you do these things, you will never fall and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. So with the Spirit, this week, Christian, make every effort to live a life of love where you seek to put aside sin and love God and your fellow believers. One final area then, John, and it's this. Do all Christian believers receive the same gifts from the Holy Spirit? No, Derek. The gifts are not primarily for the individual's benefit, but for the benefit of the whole church community. And because of that, they need to be varied. What good would it be if the whole church community was an eye or an ear? Uh, Just imagine, listener, that you suddenly were transformed into one big eye. How would you manage to go out when there were stones? Wouldn't your eye be punctured? And just imagine that as an eye you sat down for dinner. No mouth, you'd never be able to eat. How terrible. And so it is with the church. We're not all given the same function because we're a body and meant together to glorify Christ. And so we're given different gifts for the good of the body of Christ for serving our fellow Christians. Derek, could you please read now Romans 12, 4-8? Yes, certainly, John. Just as each of us has one body with many parts, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. You see that just as the body has many parts and the members don't all have the same function, so in Christ we or many form one body. Each member belongs to all the others and we have different gifts according to the grace given us. Their gifts, God's given us grace, they differ because the body needs them to be different. And we can look again at 1 Corinthians 12 where Paul says the same thing. He says, now to each one, each Christian, the manifestation of the Spirit is given. Why? For the common good. And then he goes on to one is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom, to another the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between Spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still another the interpretation of tongues. And all these are the work of one and the same Spirit. And he gives them 
Listen to this, to each one just as he determines. It's the Spirit who determines who has what gifts. You see, there's variety, they are gifts, they are not earned, and he, the Holy Spirit, sovereignly decides who to give them to. There's no room for boasting, for self-interest, or for the many forms of abuse that are seen now. And their place where they're to be used is part of a Christian community, part of the body of Christ, the church. Paul writes in verse 27 of 1 Corinthians 12, Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you has a part of it. So the gifts are to be used there, and not for our own primary benefit, or to give us power over others, or to enable us to make money, as is so often, sadly, the case today, where Christians abuse the so-called gifts of the Spirit. Mm, Thank you for that. The Holy Spirit is not given to us for selfish reasons, is he? No, he isn't. John, in in closing, could you summarise for us the work which God the Holy Spirit does in the believer's life? And as I've asked on, on many occasions in this series, show us how we ought to respond to his ministry. Yes, Derek. The Holy Spirit, as we've seen, gives life, new life. He brings a person to faith in Christ. He unites them to Christ and all his benefits. He makes the believer part of Christ's body, the church. He indwells and seals the believer. As the Holy Spirit lives in the believer, he produces growth in grace and holiness of life. He empowers the Christian for service by giving different gifts. As he is God, we should love him and seek not to grieve him by our sin, nor quench him by our unbelief. And our primary focus should be Christ, because he's the primary focus of the Holy Spirit's work. And as we have our focus fixed on Christ by the Holy Spirit, the primary focus of the Christian's life would be Christ-likeness, a life of love, obedience and service. We've seen over recent programmes just how gracious God is to send his Holy Spirit into our hearts and lives. Every Christian believer can say quite literally that we would be lost without him. Had he not come to us when we were far from God and lost in our sins and disobedience, then we would still be on that broad road that leads to destruction. The future for us in life would have been difficult to say the least, and life's end would have been fearful and terrifying. But God was gracious to us. He saw us in all our need and had compassion on us. We didn't deserve this, but he treated us out of his amazing love and mercy. This resulted in the sending of the Holy Spirit to work in our hearts, making us aware of our great need of his forgiveness for our sins. For some, that period in their lives was quite traumatic as they were made to realise the great danger they were in because of their iniquity and guilt. For others, it was a quieter realisation that all was not right between them and God. Yet it was the Holy Spirit who brought us to that point of recognition that all was not well with us and we desperately needed a deliverer to rescue us from perishing. The Holy Spirit directed our attention to the Lord Jesus Christ. We may have heard much about Jesus before, but it made no difference to us. However, when the Holy Spirit worked in our hearts, all that changed and Jesus became so important, so precious, 
because he'd been sent into the world to save sinners. And by God's amazing grace, we were brought to trust in Jesus to deliver us from our sin and we were wonderfully pardoned by God. Again, for some, that would have been a dramatic time, whereas for others, it may have been much quieter, but we were brought to know Christ as our Redeemer and that was the work of the Holy Spirit within us. We are truly the objects of God's amazing grace and his work in us did not cease once we had trusted in Jesus because the Holy Spirit came to dwell in us. Jesus put it like this in John 14 verse 16 and 17. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth. How remarkable. There will never be a time when the Christian believer will be alone and without the Holy Spirit's gracious help. Throughout all of our lives, he will be our constant companion, helping, upholding, comforting, strengthening, sanctifying and filling us and ensuring we reach heaven safely in the end. That is amazing grace. Well, we need to bring our time to a close here on Serving Today. This is Andrew Cook saying goodbye. May the Spirit of God enable and equip us as we serve Christ. Well, thanks for listening to Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. To get in touch with us, you can now send us a message via WhatsApp. The number is plus four four seven five zero eight nine three two five three four. That's plus four four seven five zero eight nine three two five three four. Until next time, goodbye.